welcome to the Small Caps Podcast, where we discuss news and information related to ASX-listed companies and financial markets, keeping investors informed. Note that the content in this podcast is not financial or investment advice, and be sure to head over to smallcaps.com.au to get the latest market news. Now, without further delay, here's today's podcast. Welcome back to Small Caps. My name is Jess Spotek, and today I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Rita Brooks. Rita is the executive chair of Tambora Metals. The ticker code is TMB. Hi, Rita. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Jess. Nice to see you. Now, Rita, let's just delve straight in. So could you give our audience um, who might not be as familiar with the company a bit of background on Tambora and also where does the name come from? Uh, Tambora, it got its name from the Tambora Goldfield, and we listed with the entire goldfield, which is over 30 old historic workings, which were all one ounce per tonne gold. And uh, subsequently, we've been working in that area and drilling the latest drill program uh, finished at the end of last year. And we've developed um, several of the areas that are key target areas. So in particular, one area was one Tambora King, where the first drill hole um, adjoining one area was a metre at 28 grams a tonne. So we're building on that area and we're also looking at another area with further north of there. So we've got several prospects that are uh, high-grade gold in quartz. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so just talking about your gold projects, because I know you have gold and lithium at Tambora. So focusing on the gold, you mentioned, um, you know, your recent gold results, including um, one meter at 28 grams per ton. Can you give us a bit more information about that? And um, yeah, what that means for the company, the significance of those results? Uh, it the gold was always drilled, uh, it wasn't, hasn't been drilled extensively and we're going back to do diamond drilling uh, in, the, in the next two quarters. So we're going to prepare further drill targets. We've done EM and we're wanting to get on the ground and look at depth to see uh, where the, whether there's repeated, repeated gold in quartz or the gold in, in, is also dispersed because the old timers could only work visually, uh, they certainly um, couldn't go down to any depth. So within the first 100 metres, we've got two lots of gold quartz uh, veins uh, that haven't been drilled out. Yeah, fantastic, Rita. So you've obviously got a lot of follow-up work that you can do at a more advanced uh, pace <laughs> um, to yes. old time, as you mentioned. So looking at that, what are your sort of follow-up plans on the gold projects and sort of key milestones that you're looking to achieve in, let's say, in the next uh, quarter? So we've we've got some EM that we've walked with walk on a loop survey that we completed, those targets are ready to be um, followed up with drilling in order to see at, at a greater depth. And also um, we're mapping and uh, sampling some new key areas of mineralisation that might not have, that wasn't um, apparent to the old timers as well. In particular, the, the federal that we drilled was uh, a, a, a good highlight because it sits in on its own and uh, there doesn't 
doesn't seem to be any relationship. And further uh, to the east, we um, just a rock chip sample went 16 grams and there's no sign of workings around there. So these areas are, are key to our, uh, our, our work next, um, in the next two quarters. Yeah, fantastic, Rita. Now talking about rock chip sampling, if we can just shift over to your lithium projects. So you just had some recent results that came out um, at Shaw River. And yeah, those were some very promising results. Could you walk us through, you know, what is the significance of the lithium results that you found over there? Um, and and yeah, what is the, yeah, what is what what does it mean? So in in July last year, we bought six projects from Minrex, which were all lithium projects that had some first pass drilling. We're going back to Tambora North, where uh, the neighbours have got um, some spodumene bearing pegmatites and lithium. So we've, we've commenced there. They're over to Shaw River. Shaw River, the first pass was to... Um, sample and map some of the pegmatites where the old workings was on the dumps. So the dumps, uh, we're going to resample the tin and the tantalum in the dumps. And then the to identify the pegmatites contain, the tin at Shaw River was an extensive alluvial tin mining area, but the, there's been no drilling for any of the pegmatites for lithium. So we're, we're going to um, map closer to the, the edge of the granites there, the pegmatites that are hitting the surface and sample those areas extensively to identify spodumene-bearing pegmatites. So when you look at Wildcat, they bought a tantalum uh, project and the pegmatites are stacked and some of them also are containing world-class uh, lithium-bearing pegmatites. So we're looking at the extensive tin workings and the pegmatites there have never been drill tested. So interesting. So Rita, outside of the, the lithium pegmatites that you're looking for, the company also announced elevated uh, background lithium, uh, cesium and tantalum. What does this tell us about the potential for future exploration at that project? In, in Shaw River, the um, some of the, the work that's been, uh, the, there's limited work. The alluvial workings were um, produced uh, extensive uh, tin. Uh, so in, the, in that regard, the pegmatites are, are fertile with uh, cassiterite and, and some tantalum. And only the tin was of interest then. Nobody was interested in the lithium. So to map at the source of the pegmatites to actually see if some of them are carrying the lithium as well, lithium spodumene-bearing pegmatites, as opposed to the cassiterite-bearing pegmatites. But you can have stacked pegmatites. So the near-surface alluvial has been shed from cassiter the cassiterites being mined, but nobody's ever explored for the lithium-bearing. So that's what our big project and our focus will be. And uh, finding that spodumene will set us on a on a distinct path to, to follow up with drilling. Yeah, fantastic, Rita. Now, we know that you're big on collaboration. So you have a joint venture uh, currently with SQM at Jumalan North and then also mm -hmm. with CSIRO uh, for Russian Jack. Can you tell us more yeah. about these partnerships and, and the value that they add to Tambora? Well, at Julemar North, we've uh, commenced a, an earning with SQM and they're, they're planning in the next two quarters to be on the ground and 
and test some of their, um, have access to uh, the areas to test some of their theories because the area was previously, um, apart from being close to sitting to the north of Chalice, the Chalice deposits, and to the west of Caspian, it's also been known to, it was explored for bauxite and green bushes were looking for tantalum in the past. So as a result, um, SQM are looking for both nickel and uh lithium-bearing pegmatites, and that earn-in um, will start to develop now in the next couple of quarters. And with CSIRO, we entered a collaboration on over 600 square kilometres of untested split rocks super suite, which is the, the granites that have actually host the Pilgangora deposit. And this area is uh, 40 kilometres south of uh, Nullagine. It's 40 to... 90 kilometres south of Nullagine. So these areas, in particular Haystack Well, the sampling was up to 7,000 ppm lithium, but the source of the pegmatites, we're resuming field work now, so we're going back to actually find the source. There's extensive pegmatites that remain to be mapped and sampled there. So now, Rita, looking ahead, what are the, the company's most significant milestones uh, and expected timelines um, for the Shaw River and Russian Jack projects in particular? And the, the work at, at Shaw River will continue on two areas. We're still sampling for tin and tantalum and the dumps. And the reason is that tin is still $25,000 a tonne. So it's still got a good value if we find anything to process. And the other follow-up is that the extensive pegmatites um, and finishing mapping and sampling to elevate which areas will be our target areas for drilling. We have heritage clearance on part of the area as well. So in particular, planning a drill program will be our next follow-up uh, in the next two quarters uh, once we get the results of our sampling. And um, then we'll also at the same time follow up with the tin and tantalum and the dumps. They're extensive dumps over five kilometres, um, up to four metres, eight metres high in some areas. So that's a second area of exploration that's there. And in particular with the CSIRO, we're collaborating with their machine learning to isolate areas besides mapping the pegmatites, then you have target areas utilising that information. So it does cover a large area, but we'll see um, it's boots on the ground now. Yeah, it sounds like a very, very busy time for the company, Rita, um, and very yes. exciting as well with those partnerships in place. Um, mm. So I just have one final question for you, Rita, and that is, can you give our audience just two or three key uh, investment takeaways as to why Tambora should be on their investor stock watch list? We have extensive projects in the Pilbara for gold and lithium and they're advanced projects and as a result we've got a good team in the field ready to um, that are continuing the work that they developed last year and so following up with that information we uh, we're well funded um, we hope to be able to um, get drilling and, and test some of these pegmatites in the next um, two quarters. Well, Rita, thank you so much for your time. It's always wonderful to catch up with you and, and learn more about what Tambor is up to and looking forward to having you back on the show soon. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Bye.